Gonzaga Nation SI, I'm Dan Dickow, one of your two hosts alongside Adam Morrison. Yes, that Adam Morrison, National Player of the Year from Mead High School. Mo, it's hard to believe regular season ends against St. Mary's. Whoever comes up with the, the scheduling is pretty darn smart by putting this game at the end of the year, just like this, where it determines the, the, the league championship. Yeah, it's worked out perfect for the West Coast Conference. Obviously, hopefully we've uh, held serve against San San Diego, but that's uh, pretty much a foregone conclusion. Um, It's perfect for the league. It's perfect for San Diego or excuse me, for St. Mary's to get an opportunity to play on college game day. Obviously, it benefits us. Um, So, yeah, whoever did the scheduling had a crystal ball and they, they, you know, they picked it perfectly. So. I'm really looking forward to the game Saturday. It's going to be, um, you know, a perfect matchup, a lot of adjustments. We should have won down there, in my opinion, um, had the game in hand, and then Mahaney went crazy. Um, but what a great opportunity for not only us, like I said, the league, but also St. Mary's and their guys and, you know, to help elevate their program. Yeah, college game day is a, is a really fun atmosphere to be around. Um, it doesn't always get to the West Coast just because there's so much involved with equipment and personnel and uh, talent uh, to, to put that production on. Uh, I was able to be a part, not a part of it, but watch it one time uh, when it was held at, at Texas A&M. I was calling the game on radio, um, but I was there for kind of watching how it all went down. Have you been able to be a part of, of college game day or see it up close at all? Were they there when you played? Yeah, we, we did it in the uh, first time it came to Gonzaga. It was in 2006. Um, we played Stanford, kind of an op, one of those, you know, the years when you could schedule two games inside conference because we had the 14 instead of 16 or whatever, the unbalanced schedule, whatever, how they defined it. Um, so we played Stanford, and that was the first year. So it was uh, a lot of chaos, good chaos, but it was a lot of media attention. Um, it's great, like you said, that they come up on the West Coast. There hasn't been a West Coast one yet this year. Um, so it worked out perfectly, you know, like I said, for the elevation for our program and then obviously St. Mary's. But it, it's a it's a massive production. I think it's more fun for the students and the fans than it is the players. Obviously, that's not a negative, but there's so much media involved that you kind of look at it as, can we just get this over with and get to the game? <laughs> and, and once you're done with it, you're kind of more relieved. But also, you know, it's you know, it's a once in a lifetime type of deal because they do little shorts on guys and, and special features that you probably won't get, um, you know, nationally. So it, it's a really cool thing that uh, our guys get to experience it. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun to uh, go back and watch some of the, uh, you know, little packages they put together on individual guys. They do such a good job of telling the stories uh, that aren't always out there. Everybody knows, you know, about Drew Timmy's footwork. A lot of people know about. Um, you know, Anton Watson growing up here in Spokane, um, but they do a really good job with a deep dive of, of different things to to be unique with their storylines. Um, it's against St. Mary's. If Gonzaga wins, it creates a, a an, it extends an 11 year uh, conference title winning streak, at least outright or a share of it. But they have to win. Um, what what are the keys in your mind in looking at this game on Saturday that Gonzaga has to do to get that 11th league title in a row? Well, I think obviously you got to stop Mahaney out, out front. Uh, ball screen coverage is going to be paramount. Um, I think we did a really good job against him for most of the game. He started the game one for eight. Part of that was his own nerves. Like if you're just being honest, 
uh, he was rushing things and you could see the pressure, not that he can't handle it, but he was just trying to do too much too early. So I thought our plan was, wasn't bad. Um, but I think late in the game, he exposed kind of our late shows. We tried to do a couple drop coverages on him, just didn't work. So just like Cam Shell with LMU, I would suspect, suspect that we we're going to either blitz or red or some sort of uh, defense to try to get the ball out of his hands. Um, and, but part of that too, wasn't only just the screeners, the guy guarding the screeners, it was our weak side ter uh, help was awful. If you break down that film, which I did right after we watched the game, you know, Anton and Drew were, you know, on the backside a couple of times and missed a couple of tags. They got some layups. So I think just the biggest adjustment is how do we guard the ball screens, um, you know, versus Mahaney. And then obviously the kid inside, I think Sexton, he had a fantastic game. He had like 20. Um, we can't allow him, a guy like that, to get 20. So um, we got to make sure that, uh, you know, we obviously eliminate their best player, but we can't let a guy kind of go off and, you know, and, and score out of his normal, you know, production limits. So if we do all those things, I think we should be favored, plus being at home. And if you look at the game down there, there, we were in control for 33 minutes of it and should I could add a chance at the end if we don't make a defensive mistake down you know down below so um I say all that the plan was decent it's just got to be better out front and you know in the pick and roll coverage that's that's what I think yeah that's uh that's a great scouting report and I agree with that some of the the missed assignments on the weak side being late you know, I, I agree with Mahaney kind of played a little tight early on, and then he was spectacular down the stretch. Um, you know, St. Mary's to me, though, is one of those teams that doesn't beat themselves. Gonzaga's going to have to win that game. Um, and that's, that's thankfully for Gonzaga, that's been the case late, lately this year, at least, at USF, at BYU. They went out and won those games. So they can kind of look back and say, hey, you know, we've had some some stretches where we had guys that had to step up that did step up. So I think that's one thing that, that Gonzaga can have in their back pocket. No, I think the the listeners that don't realize this is actually it's very interesting and very important um, to understand who gets the number one seed in the conference tournament. So if Gonzaga tie wins, it's a tie for the league. And they're because they've lost to the same teams one time each to LMU and then to each other, the other, it would be, they go to the net for the tiebreaker. It would, doesn't go important differential. And so this could become really interesting where St. Mary's could be seven in the net. Gonzaga could be eight. St. Mary's would be the one seed. The reason I say that is because I learned today that it's based off of as soon as the St. Mary's game is over the net. They don't go to Chicago State because I was thinking there was no way Gonzaga was going to win the net because they're going their net's going to drop once they play Chicago State next week. Um, pretty interesting, I thought. What do you what do you think about that? Yeah, I think uh, I think net raking is is appropriate because I mean if you look if if you're arguing for St. Mary's if there was a tiebreaker with that they probably win 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 point differential right so then you're you're favoring a thing for a certain style, not just wins and losses. So I think net would be the, the fairest option to do because it, you know, encapsulates strength of schedule, you know, the opponents you've beaten, not just out in conference, out of conference, all that thing. So I think the net is fair. And then it's, you know, it's one of those deals. If you get the second seed, you just have to, you know, you have to bring your, 
dark jerseys, you know, that's about <laughs> it. That's about it. You know, like, uh, you know, so, um, our first round game is going to be tough regardless, right? We're going to have to either play an LMU team that we just killed and they obviously beat us, or we're going to have to play a BYU team that if you're really frank and, and honest, probably should have two wins again. Yeah. Regardless, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting to see how this shakes out. I think Gonzaga is going to win. I don't think it matters if they're the home, the one seed or the two seed. I know a lot of fans get wrapped up in that. Uh, I do like the, the buy system all the way into the semifinals. Um, and it's hard to believe March Madness is literally right around the corner. I mean, we're in the final week of the regular season, um, and it, it's there's no better time if you're a college basketball fan, that's for sure. Yep, it's going to be a fun stretch, and hopefully uh, we can put it together. Well, Mo, always good to chat Gonzaga hoops, always good to chat just hoops in general. So uh, until next week, uh, appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you again really soon.